your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. It's snowing outside. I know we like to complain here in the Midwest, essentially Wisconsin, Minnesota, about how terrible the weather is. But when it snows, I really love it. I love it when it snows out and even the white knuckle driving a little bit keeps you on your toes, you know. Uh, Speaking of that, someone just texted me just a minute ago, avoid northbound 53 accident by Menard. So if you guys are headed that way, avoid northbound 53. That text literally came in three minutes ago. So just so you know, speaking of weather and roads and but yeah I, I do I, I love I love it when it snows I don't know there's just something about it when it snows in March not as no I do I still kind of like it because it's just really almost eerie when it snows at that at that time um a couple of things there's a whole bunch of things to talk about but I did see uh, one story on the wire about student lunch debt or school lunch, however you want to stay at parents' lunch debt for students. Uh, it's just a really weird story. It's on wisdomnews.com about a, a Richfield High School in Minnesota. And the idea that, and this is, you've probably seen a lot of stories like this where we're more or less publicly shaming students who whose parents, right? Because it's not really the student's responsibility to pay to their, pay for their lunch, but whose parents are behind on paying for school lunch. So that, so we're, we're publicly shaming students, you know, like taking their lunches away or, you know, throwing them in the garbage or giving them cold lunch or just like signaling, sing, singling them out somehow, making them cast offs because they can't, pay for their school lunch and it's just it's just like a really weird place to be i think as a school as a society like where are we like why why do we have a thing where we're we're shaming students shouldn't we just shouldn't we just figure it out like if, if there's one thing that as a society we should just be doing without thinking about it too much like let's just get it done like let's not have parents and students worry about school lunch, like work it into the system somehow. Um, So we can get into that a little bit. There's also, we talked last week about the whistleblower, not the impeachment whistleblower, the Wisconsin National Guard whistleblower. Uh, He's been discharged. So Senator Tammy Baldwin has asked the DOD to investigate the discharge decision of Major Master Sergeant Jay Ellis, who complained about sexual assaults and sexual harassments within his 115th fighter wing. Uh, apparently he complained, nothing got done about it. I think there were six different incidents that he complained about. Meanwhile, this is an ongoing problem in, in everywhere, I guess, but in the National Guard, like this happens a lot, so... Now he's out, like he's discharged, and, and whatever rules he broke, maybe maybe he broke some rules. But when you're when you're a whistleblower like that, you're supposed to be protected. You're almost supposed to be anonymous, so that when stuff goes wrong, 
or you see something that's going wrong and you, you go to tell the authorities. It's essentially like Crime Stoppers, right? If you like, there's the Crime Stoppers hotline, and lacrosse police will share that once in a while when they're looking for information on a crime or somebody they're looking for. If you want to remain anonymous because, you know, snitches get stitches, I guess. I don't know. Uh, you can call the Crime Stoppers line. So essentially kind of kind of how we, we protect people. Maybe you're in trouble, but you know that the lacrosse police are looking for somebody else and you don't want to tell the police directly. So you go that route. <laughs> uh, kind of a weird way to look at it. But um, yesterday too, so we didn't, we weren't able to get into this, but we're still doing this infighting within our Wisconsin state government where now Evers is calling senators amoral and stupid because they fired his ag secretary. And, and maybe that is the case, like, right? Like we want our leaders to be candid, right? Like no more political correctness. Like Evers called them bastards. He's called them amoral and stupid. That's where we're going, right? Like that's what we want in government. That's what we want as a society where our leaders just, <laughs> our governmental leaders start calling each other names. I guess that's where that's where we're headed. Right, get rid of the political correctness. Call call uh, senators amoral and stupid and bastards and um. But yeah, a couple of different things with the Wisconsin Assembly yesterday. Uh, just <laughs> taking up some issues that really have no bearing on anything we're doing, and then leaving other issues out that that don't have any that that hey maybe we should take this issue up it seems important now we're not even going to talk about it uh 608-785-7914 the better hearing center talking text line uh we can go to the phones right off the bat eric from sparta you're on the air go ahead first of all yes this tree is called a christmas tree and second it's not a bible day it's thanksgiving that's a pretty Common, uh, I would say, uh, compromise between it. It's a Christmas tree and it's Thanksgiving. Thank you. Okay, Eric's getting ahead of the game there. I haven't even talked about that yet. Eric's on his own agenda. Uh, yes, part of the state assembly was to uh, first. Evers decided to call the the tree a holiday tree that's in the Capitol, and then the assembly had to vote that it's a Christmas tree. I think when Walker was president, her president, when Walker, oh boy, when Walker was governor, he called it a Christmas tree. I think his dad is like a priest or something, so he's going to want to call it a Christmas tree. Uh, so we're fighting about the uh, uh, someone on Twitter on the uh, the Wisdom Twitter there said, "Yeah, let's fight over a dead tree." It's just essentially where we're at in state government. We're fighting over a dead tree, and um, the assembly decided to recognize. Bible week, the week of Thanksgiving or before Thanksgiving. It's, you know, very important things that we really need to, uh, to focus on as a state government is naming a tree and Bible week. And, uh, meanwhile, they refused to, to, uh, consider the drunk driving bill that passed the Senate, I believe. And, uh, what about like medical marijuana? We can just, you know, there's all, all kinds of other things. (laughs) They just, the gun legislation, right? They they gaveled in and gaveled out with without even debating gun legislation. Like, we're not going to touch that. We're not going to touch gun legislation. But hey, we need to recognize Bible Week. 
All right, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line. We're going to go to the news. We'll be back in a minute. I'm Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, 608-785-7914. About 15 minutes ago, someone texted in that uh, traffic by the Menards on Highway Northbound 53, there was an accident, so avoid that area. That was at 5.05 p.m., so... If it's cleared up, you could let me know, 608-785-7914, anywhere else. Uh, roads are probably a little slippery out there since it's kind of snowing out. Uh, last I looked, anyway, it was when, when the sun was out an hour ago. Uh, talking about a couple of things, kind of got on, uh, off on more bickering between our state government, or between the aisles, I guess or across the aisles with our state government. But I started the show just just mentioning uh, student lunch debt, and it, it, it stems from a story that, that's on our wire today. Uh, but I think we can go – we'll go to the phones first before we get into that. <laughs> Caller, you're on Lacrosse Talk PM. Who's this? You're on. Hello. Oh, sorry about that. Hey, I just want to let you know, the accident by Menard is not better. And I just heard this on the radio. I wish I had heard it sooner, but thanks for letting everyone, uh, everyone else know to avoid it. Okay, northbound 53, right? Yep, that's right. It's a standstill here. So, All right, man, thanks. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, tune in earlier, and you will get your traffic update, if somebody sends me a traffic update. Uh, yeah, northbound 53 by, by the Menards out there. I guess northbound 53 is... You know, the, the exit near Menards. Uh, avoid that area, people. But uh, all right. So th- there's a there's a story out of Richfield High School in Minnesota. And it's it's pretty, pretty weird how, how we, we go about doing this stuff with with student shaming, public student shaming. I, I don't really know. I don't really understand, like, who. Who decides, like, I'm going to be the person that really enforces uh, student lunch debt today, and these students will not will not be getting uh, their lunch. So essentially, like, they figured out about 40 students. So this day, I don't know how it went down, because uh, you'd, think, you'd think maybe uh, if you search social media, maybe some other Richfield High School students would, would share the fact that their classmates are are having their lunches thrown away and then somehow they're giving they're be, they're being given cold lunches by uh i guess the lunch can we say lunch ladies anymore the lunch people uh but we're going to go back to the phones there number 3 is on the air number 3 what do you got how you doing pal i'm good i went shopping for a whistle today and i couldn't find one Every time I call you up and you answer the phone, I was going to blow the whistle. Oh yeah, you couldn't okay. find you couldn't find a whistle. I guess you'll have to get it on Amazon. Oh okay, all right. I don't know what that is. Anyway, you're not talking about lunch, free lunch. Well, it's getting to be where it's fifty fifty. Fifty are getting it for nothing, and the other fifty's paying for it. I was reading some articles the other day that some places are just giving everybody free lunch now because it's less book work. Okay. So everybody gets it. Yeah. I don't have a problem with students getting to eat. Like, I don't really... 
I think we could figure it out, right? Well, you always studied better when you went to college on a full belly, didn't you? Yeah, in general, even today, I I got when I came into work, I hadn't eaten anything, and then you know, a couple hours in, I was like, you know what, I'm really out of it, and so I went and got some food, and now I'm good to go. Okay, well, see, there you go. So if I guess if the kids eat good in the morning and in the afternoon, mom and dad just got to feed them at night then. Yeah, and there we go. Like, can't we figure that out? It seems pretty easy. Well, somebody's going to have to pay for it, but we'll figure that out later. Well, we can figure that out. <laughs> I think we have people that, that that are, you know, experts in that situation where they, you know what, we're going we're gonna to make this work. We do? Yeah, I think so. I don't think so. Goodbye, Rick. All right, thanks for the call. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we we uh, elect people, and you know whether or not the people that we elect can figure it out themselves, they can see that this is a problem. Hey, this is a problem. We have okay. So I'll just read this line: Richfield High School. They're going to have to foot the bill for twenty thousand dollars of unpaid lunches or unpaid lunch bill. Twenty thousand dollars. That's a lot of money, maybe. Right? Big school. It's a big school district. But uh, on top of that, $20,000, that's with nearly 65% of the students getting free lunch. (laughs) So 65% of the students already get free lunch, and then there's still a $20,000 unpaid bill. So there's a flaw there somewhere. And the idea that we need to publicly shame students... So that because their parents aren't paying the lunch debt, and it was as much as it was at fifteen dollars or more. That's where we're at. You have a lunch debt of fifteen dollars or more. We're gonna take your hot lunch off your tray and throw it away. Apparently, yeah, they threw it in the trash, and then however the staff, the lunchroom staff did this. It was a member of the lunchroom staff, and then he replaced it with a cold lunch somehow. So on top of everything else, we're just throwing away food. Which, that's a great example to set for children, too, right? Uh, we'll go back to the phones. Uh, caller, who's this? You're on the Crosstalk PM. This is Joe. Hey, Joe, what do you got? You know, in most cases, you know, I agree. Uh, how are we going to pay for it? But all I can picture is a lunch lady shaming a kid by by serving a, uh, filling a tray full of food and then scraping it into the garbage. And then at the end of the school day, they throw all the food in the garbage anyway. So here's how you pay for it. Stop throwing all the darn food away. Yeah, I, I guess. You know, that'll pay for a good portion of it right there. I don't understand the sense. I mean, figure it into the cost of the school year budget. The Reinhardt trucks are going there anyway, and those little square pizzas don't cost that much. Yeah, but to uh, fill a tray up and then scrape it in the garbage in front of a kid and hand him a bologna sandwich, you know, and then try to threaten parents, it's like, give me a break. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, especially like, and then we're just showing the kids like, hey, we're this food isn't important to us. <laughs> it's only important to you. You can't hey, eat it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw it away. So you can't have it. Yeah, and it sounds Ridiculous. like it sounds like in this case too, it was a, you know, some some school official, school lunch room worker that probably, probably, you know, went above, above his means of, you know. No, they do it all over. <laughs> My sister is a, a nutrition manager at a school, and she's that, that's the way they do it. Yeah. You shame the kids, and you throw it. Because I called her, 
we had a story a year or so ago, and I called her. I said, you guys do not really throw all that food away at the end of the day. There's got to be a use for it. Nope, in the garbage. Sure, and you're talking about food that's gone uneaten, like kids don't even, haven't even gone through the line to get it? They don't even give a chance to fill up a tray and scrape it in the garbage in front of the kid. It gets thrown away as well. As opposed to making it uh, goulash later? Hey, a hungry kid will eat goulash. I yeah, loved it not, when I was a kid. I have no problem with goulash. I just maybe the recycling situation there isn't working out very well. Well, that's what they should be doing. There you go. That'll pay for it. You know, instead of throwing it away, use it. Yeah. All well, right, Joe. Thanks for the call. Not going to eat. <laughs> thanks for the call, Joe. Uh, yeah, Rug from Trump says uh, we throw all this food away and we can't give kids free free lunch. It's it's BS. Uh, uh, yep, stand still at Sand Lake Road on and Highway 53. If you guys are headed out that way, I'll just I'll keep reminding people as they tune in. Uh, Rudy texts in, agreed. Don't shame the kid, but what would an alternative be to motivate parents to pay because people in the state of Wisconsin who can afford school lunch get free or reduce, so the help you talk about exists. So, um, yeah, it's pretty easy. We don't need to shame kids for for getting for getting or not getting school lunch and. Uh, this might be a place where we draw the line as a, so- a society where we could go socialism, right? We could be a society that, you know what, as a school district, as a, as a, a, a county, right? Maybe lacrosse County. Part of this is just, we're going to feed all the kids and nobody's going to have to think about it. Uh, we do this at many businesses in the summer when there is no school, the Y Gunderson, uh, I think, uh, there's probably three or four other businesses. I'm sorry, just drawing a blank. Uh, that give school lunch, or give school lunch, give free lunches to kids 18 and under. No questions asked because kids don't want to be asked. And it's a cool thing. Uh, you know, it's not like this. Hey, look at that kid. He's got to go get free lunch. It's very like subtle. Just here's your lunch. See you later. No questions asked. It's kind of a good system. And we've got that working at, at places at businesses, you know, in in town in the summer. So why can't we as a society just figure this out with uh, with children and in school? So uh, Eric's back. Hey. Eric, Eric from Sparta, you're you're back on the air. Go ahead. Okay, two things. Number one, I'll keep it short. If you can't feed your kids, don't have. Number two, when is your Keith Kenosian, your brainchild, coming on again? Thank you. All right. Uh, Keith Knudsen should be in here tomorrow after day two of the impeachment inquiry, public hearings. Uh, so we can talk about that tomorrow. We're going to talk about uh, Scott's comment in the news right now, though, actually in a minute. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right here on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here talking about student lunch debt and student shaming, public shaming, I guess, over student lunch debt or parents' student lunch debt. Um, also, just talking a little bit about the bickering between uh, parties in our state government and the uselessness of what kind of things they're passing in Madison and things they're ignoring. Stuff like Bible Week and what to call a dead tree, as Scott Robert Shaw said there on his comment. If you want to read that, Scott's comment, or any of his comments, uh, wisdomnews.com, and then just go to blogs. Uh, main thing I wanted to talk about, though, was this story on wisdomnews.com and 
out of Richfield High School where it must have been like just a, a lunchroom worker. I, I feel like the kids that go through the line, the students go through the line, they get hot lunch, right? And at the end of the line, they must have to check in somehow with, you know, whether they, they have some, some kind of, like we used to have to hand the, the lunch worker a ticket. And uh, we just got five a week, uh, you know, ho- however it works. I don't know how it works now. But so I'm guessing at the end of the line, the, the worker figured out that this person had $15 or more of student lunch debt. Or their parents did, right? Because the kids have nothing to do with this, right? Unless the kids are paying for their own lunch, which isn't out of the question. I'm sure like some kids maybe have to go to work, like get a, you know, maybe a part-time job somewhere in the summer to pay for their lunch, which would be awful, but maybe they do. Um so this worker must have figured out that this kid has student lunch debt. He then, he or she then uh, dumped their hot lunch into the garbage. So we had a texter text in and ask, uh, what's wrong with with cold lunch? Sandwiches, fruit, cookies, brownies. Nothing wrong with cold lunch. Absolutely nothing wrong. If kids bring their lunch in a sack, nothing wrong with that. That's. <laughs> but when you're... When you go through the line with the rest of your classmates and then the lunch worker figures out you can't, you haven't paid your lunch debt, your parents haven't paid your lunch debt, and then they proceed to dump your hot lunch into the garbage and then hand you some kind of cold lunch. They didn't say, the story doesn't say what the cold lunch was. Uh, that's, that's where we're failing as a society. And in fact, the, the school you know, officials there said that, that they definitely failed. Um, and they has said they did put out some like what should have happened here at Richfield High School. And number one, it was if a student in line with a lunch tray, no matter the balance at the register, they keep their lunch and are allowed to eat it. <laughs> and then number two, the official there said their balance would be noted at the point at that point electronically. So they must be checking electronically somehow, not verbally in front of others. And then a call would go to their parents. The student may then, in private, be approached by a social worker or guidance counselor to figure out what they might need. And then number three, a student with a negative balance would be notified before they got into the lunch line again privately. So instead of like dumping their lunch in, into the garbage in front of everybody, hey, you're poor, your parents can't afford lunch, here's a cold lunch, you piece of crap. Uh, we're going to do this privately. I think there's the, the, there's the whole problem right there, too, is we have students who can't afford lunch. Um, so we should figure out as a society how to feed our kids in the afternoon. Because I think we all can relate to being hungry, right? There's one thing we as humans, even animals, can relate to. It's if you're hungry, you're out of it. I was out of it a little earlier today, and then I ate something. I was like, oh, I'm good to go now. I feel better. That's why I forgot to eat. Um, so, and this isn't, you know, this is a problem that stems even lacrosse. So if you, if you follow the beer by bike brigade on Facebook, it's just like a, a little, a little society in within lacrosse, within lacrosse or beyond, I guess it's just like a little group. And, and I don't even know if it's little anymore, but they, one of the things they fight about a lot or fight for is ending school lunch debt in lacrosse at the lacrosse school district. And uh, every maybe couple times a year, you'll see them donate a big check, literally and figuratively, a big check to uh, the lacrosse school district 
I think back in August, they they had a check for $7,416 that went to breakfast lunch debt. $7,416. This is a this is where we're at as a society trying to pay students trying to pay for our students to eat. A group called No Offense Beer by Bike Brigade is helping to pay student lunch debt. That's where we're at. And that's great. I'm not I'm just saying that's that that's where we're, we're depending on a group called Beer by Bike Brigade. And they're an awesome group. It's just a funny name to coincide with paying for student lunch debt. And at some point last month or was it like, yeah, last month they had shared a story out of New Jersey, which is kind of along the same lines as this Richfield story, but a little little more devious, um, the school district in New Jersey. So the, obviously the school districts have a hard time paying off, paying paying for stuff, right? Like if the this because the student lunch debt in the, the Richfield, Minnesota school district here, or Richfield High School. Uh, in Minnesota, their their lunch debt was at twenty thousand dollars, and sixty five percent of the students were already on free lunch. So something's something's wrong, right? Like we're we're failing as a society if we can't pay for our kids. But this New Jersey school district, uh, they were barring students from participating in extracurricular activities, prom, field trips, year buying yearbooks. Students can't buy yearbooks because their parents aren't paying for the student school lunch debt. Uh, and this is a giant school district, 19 schools, uh, 11,000 students in Ohio. Uh, oh, is it? Maybe it's in Ohio. Uh, I thought it was New Jersey. I might've just wrote that wrong. So the, the principals were, um, punishing kids with a student lunch debt of $75 or more. So that's where in in Minnesota, it was $15 here it's $75. And then the kids don't get to, you know, go to go on field trips or participate in sports or extracurricular activities. So I don't know, it's just something that, that, that we're really failing if we can't feed our kids and, you know, we get a caller before said, if you can't feed your kids, then don't have kids. Well, Okay. A little beyond that at this point when the kids are in school. Um, so also, you know, I just, if anyone wants to update me on this, there, there was a standstill in traffic at Sand Lake Road and Highway 53. So if you guys want to avoid, that was about, I would say 15 minutes ago, someone called in and said it was still like that. Um, so hopefully the traffic's cleared up as you guys are headed home. Uh, Rug from Tremplo texted in. Uh, I remember eating leftovers. I still eat leftovers. I'm uh, talking about like uh, another caller I called in and said, is, I, I didn't really understand it totally, but he said his wife worked in a school district or in a lunchroom um, where, you know, a lot of the food gets thrown away. So maybe we're not even just taking it off kids' trays. It's just it 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 doesn't get used at all. So we have extra food. You know, let alone kids going hungry and they can't come up and get food. Well, you don't get to eat, but we have all this extra food and now we're just going to throw it away. So apparently they're not you know, utilizing. I always, I, I always thought it was a big joke amongst when I was in high school, amongst my friends is we would eat, you know, uh, ch- chicken breasts one day and then the next day the, the leftovers would be in some goulash and then the next day that goulash turned into soup. 
And then the next day, you know, like whatever, like it just seemed like we were eating the same thing day, you know, and it probably wasn't the case, but we like to complain about how terrible lunch was because that's what you did as a kid. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's where we're at. We're, we're punishing kids publicly. We're throwing their lunches away in front of everybody because that's the example we want to set. And then uh, handing them some kind of cold lunch because their parents can't figure out how to uh, pay for student lunch, uh, school lunch debt. Uh, this is actually going to, going to uh, get talked about in lacrosse on December 9th. There's an event, and if you go to the Beer by Bike Brigade Facebook page, which I've since closed, of course, because I wanted, I would like to have the exact details to this event, but it's de- December 9th, and they call the event Let's Talk About Child Hunger. So I think if you if you just went on Facebook and Googled Let's Talk About Child Hunger, but I'm going to try to, I'll try to find out the exact details of that event and it looks like it's just another one of these campaigns that the Beer by Bike Brigade is is taking up to uh, to fight school lunch debt, child hunger. Uh, they, they got a couple of cool things going on uh, within that group. Another one is they'll take donations for like silverware and whatnot. And then if you have an event, instead of using plastic forks and knives and spoons, you can go to them and say, hey, can I borrow, you know, they have all kinds of, silverware out to to donate or people donate it but then they have it to lend to to groups so if you have some kind of you know event where you need silverware they'll lend it to you and you use it and wash it and give it back and someone else can use it and we're not contributing to plastic waste but all right we're gonna take a quick break i'll try to figure out the details to this event uh december 9th that's headline let's talk about child hunger which is uh right here in the cross we'll be back right here in a minute on wisdom all right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here before the show ends, a couple minutes here, 608 785 7914. Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line. We're just talking about school lunch debt and the, the idea that we're publicly shaming students, you know, in, in the lunchroom in front of all their friends and, and classmates because their parents can't pay for the school lunch. And, uh, just getting into, I uh, found this information now. The Beer by Bike Brigade, they, they've taken up this issue in the Lacrosse School District, and they've donated thousands of dollars. In August, it was $7,400. Uh, but they've, they've shared this event. Let's talk about child hunger. It's a December 9th at 6 p.m., I believe. 6 p.m. is like a meet and greet, and 6.20, they're, they're going to have uh, guests come on and talk. Uh, Lynn Halverson with the school district. Laura Huber with... Uh, and Lori Buckner, nutrition manager at the school, and Mary Sim Stibra, uh, all all like nutrition managers, all people that work in the school district. But it's at Northside Elementary, December 9th. Uh, Northside's on Kane Street. Uh, you might see me there playing basketball or volleyball, I should say. Uh, yeah, Monday. No, I won't be there Monday. Uh, December 9th, Monday, 6 p.m., Let's talk about child hunger. And and speaking of that, Jill has been waiting patiently on the on hold here. Jill, go ahead. You're on Lacrosse Talk PM. Yes. Hi. Yeah. I just wanted a, a comment. Um, I've been a teacher in the high school, so I have a little bit of experience with you know students that aren't paying those lunch bills, and also as a parent of teenagers, I can relate to this topic as well. 
Um, a couple of things. One thing you said is that, you know, they're shaming them because the kids can't pay their bill. And, and you also mentioned that, you know, half of the school was getting free and reduced lunch. So you're talking about that other half that, that is not eligible for free and reduced lunch. And a lot of it is coming down to parents, too. Um, we can't just totally take any accountability off the parents because sometimes the parents aren't held to paying fees related to school functions. They don't pay them. And kids find it funny. Um, my own kids have done the same thing. You know, like, oh, I think I owe like $30 on hot lunch. And I've been like, well, why didn't you tell me that? I'll give you a check. But the kids don't think it's a big deal. So they just stand in line and they get lunch served to them. And I think there's a, um, some frustration on the behalf of the school that, you know, you have kids that clearly can afford these hot lunches, but they're just choosing not to pay because there's not really any accountability for the very reason you say. We don't want to deny kids lunches. Yeah, well, when you say... we have to have some accountability there, too. Kids don't pay their school fees. They don't pay athletic fees. Fucking rec programs are constantly chasing parents to pay for fees related to, you know, having their kids in sports. It's just... Yeah. It's a problem. Well, Jill, you... And I think it's not as easy as fixable as just giving everybody free lunch because the cuts to the funding to schools is is already a problem. And to now say we're going to give everybody free lunch regardless of income, it's not sustainable well, Jill, with the funding that we have. Jill, you keep saying that kids aren't paying for their extracurriculars. Kids aren't paying for their school lunch, but... You mean their parents. parents? I mean parents. the kids. Parents. The kids might yeah. make a joke about it, and I, I get it when the kids are juniors and seniors in high school. They're pretty cognizant of the fact that oh, you know what? I haven't paid for my my lunch, but uh, you know maybe the school needs to do a better job of like informing the parents too. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, um, I, and that's where I think the accountability lies is not to just clump everybody up that the schools are are you know not are shaming kids that are in poverty, but. Yeah, having more accountability, that if it comes down to a parent that does fall between the cracks, maybe they didn't qualify for free lunch, but they're having, you know, a sudden economic downturn that they have someone that they can talk to and not not shaming them. I agree with that part, but I don't think it's something that the schools can take on as an additional cost to give everybody free lunch. I sure. think it's, it's not as easy as that. Yeah. All right, Jill, thanks for the call. Uh, we're going to get one more call here. Curtis, I believe... Or, uh, Scott, you're back on. Go ahead, man. Uh, one more car accident to report. I've had a wonderful hour driving around this <laughs> lovely land of ours. Northbound 16, somebody left behind the front of their car because they ran into the back of somebody else's. So if you're going northbound 16, it just happened. Whereabouts? Like Where at? Where are up. you at? Oh, right by, like, Famous Days. Okay. Famous Days. All right, man. Get yeah. home safe. Thanks for telling us. Northbound 16 by Famous Days. Also... Uh, a little hairy out there. All right, that's going to do it. We'll be back here tomorrow with Keith Knutson from Viterbo to talk about the impeachment inquiry. I'm with